Hello and welcome to That Film's View. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode we've got another movie review and this time we're looking at The Kitchen. This action crime film is based on the Vertigo comic book miniseries of the same name by Ollie Masters and Ming Doyle. The Kitchen is out now but if you haven't watched it yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Written and directed by Andrea Burloff, The Kitchen stars an ensemble cast led by Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Moss. Luke, you have the plot. Set in the late 1970s, the Irish Mafia runs 20 blocks of a tough New York City neighbourhood known as Hell's Kitchen. When the FBI sends their husbands to prison, three mob wives, Kathy, played by Melissa McCarthy, Ruby, played by Tiffany Haddish and Claire, played by Elizabeth Moss, take business into their own hands by running the rackets and taking out the competition. Right, yeah. So, I think, let's just address the fact that we're doing this review purely on the basis that this is based on a comic book. A DC Vertigo comic. Yeah, so you were like, let's get it done. Have you read the comic? The first issue. Wasn't for me. Fair enough. <laughs> but here we are. Like, I haven't here read it. I haven't... it. Yeah, I mean, it ran for eight issues. You can get it collected in one volume. I mean, maybe, I don't know, like, I should have... Uh, there's so many comics out there nowadays, but maybe That's I could have given it more of a shot. But can't I read them all. <laughs> did not get past that first issue, but I was very intrigued to hear that they were adapting it as a movie. Here's one, here's one thing I'll say. This movie has made me want to at least visit that comic and check it out because I feel like there's a better story and there's just a I don't know there's a better product out there of what this movie was giving us. I was very surprised. I watched this on a Sunday night, quarter past seven. Watched it purely for this review, and I've got to be honest. Leading up to watching it, I kind of changed my mind. But we'd committed. We said we're going to watch this. And I didn't want you to watch it and then me change my mind and say, actually, we're not doing it. So I'm on the way to the movies thinking, you know what? I'm sure there's going to be something in this. And as I go in there, to my surprise, I was the only one. Oh, my God. In the cinema. I cannot remember the last time that happened. My cinema was empty as well. Really? Did you watch it on your own? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Did it, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I went on an afternoon. It was about three o'clock. So, but still, seven fifteen Sunday night opening weekend. <laughs> this can't. This isn't good. This isn't good. It was unspoken. I don't know why, but I was sold a cheaper ticket than what oh, I what? normally pay. <laughs> yeah, ten dollars. This movie cost me, and you know, I just went with it. Okay, and I'm thinking. Well, that upsets me. <laughs> Yes, okay, so I got it cheaper than you. Now look, I went on a bit we of a... We didn't talk about the movie, but we're talking about tickets. <laughs> I went on a bit of a, a, a journey, like, I guess, um, with this movie. Like, when when I watched the trailer for it, I was sold. I was like, this looks this looks fantastic. The the three actresses um, looked like they were giving a, a hell of a good performance in the trailer. The trailer was cut hell good. It looked like, you know, something quite arty, you know, like a bit of, oh, you know, there's a bit of filmmaking going on in this this actually looks decent the the three extras yeah like seem to be a, a draw for me to get in there so i was actually like i want to see it and then we started to hear sort of you know bad things about it wasn't going to stop us so let's go watch the movie 
that's sort of where it ends. You know, I said that I was <laughs> I was put off leading up to it. I think what happened was was it the reviews? My, no, my wife had not seen the trailer, and I watched the trailer when it was first released. So I showed her the trailer, and as I'm watching the trailer, I'm like, oh crap. I forgot how much is in the trailer. Oh. So, and that was the night before I was going to watch it. So that put me off a little bit because I thought, oh, I kind of, I've got a good idea of what's going to happen. The trailer still sort of just gives a premise, which is the, the premise, yeah, the premise of the movie. It's, uh, I don't know, there's not too much that I remember from the trailer anyway that seemed to have been spoiled. A word that's been thrown around a lot is convoluted. I thought this movie was pretty straightforward, and that's what I got from <laughs> the trailer. I mean, they're essentially, they're getting from A to B, a couple of detours. Mm. There's a twist that I didn't expect with Hades' character, There's a twist if I'm honest. that isn't really warranted or is backed up by anything. There's a scene towards the third, well, approaching the third act, and you've got Hades, she's sat in a room, there's somebody in bed, and she's just sat there looking all cocky. And I remember thinking as I was watching that scene, don't know what's happening here. Like, what's, this is like an odd cutaway scene. But then you later find out that it's the FBI agent played by Common. There's a few scenes like that, especially as you get to both like the, the end of the second act and then the start of the third act, where it's like there are things happening and they don't make sense until later on where it is obviously, you know, at least kind of explained. And you go, oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. But in the moment of those scenes, you're like, there's no tension, there's no... Because you don't understand what's happening. You're just like, things are just sort of playing out and you're like, okay. So, yeah, you know, already issues there. This is not an overall view of the movie that I have, but there's a lot here in parts that I liked. I really liked the opening. The setting, 1978 New York... The soundtrack is fantastic. The three leads are really good. My big takeaway with the with the leads are Melissa McCarthy. She's a bloody good actress. We've been saying for a while, like she has got good acting chops in her. She just needs the right role. I was hoping this would be that movie where it's like, holy crap, there it is. An amazing role for her. Unfortunately, I don't think they've given her you know the the base for her to, to deliver no, that, but she is yeah. still doing. She's the really three of them. The three them. of them are all doing a good job, and the majority of the actors are actually giving good performances. There's just other issues which we'll get to, but the performances are good. I think um, Elizabeth Moss is the standout character, um, both story wise, what her character is going through, the, the the interest, I guess, on the character and her journey. I think the character development is pretty strong for all three. Uh, like yeah. where, all, all three of them, like where they end isn't where they start. But Elizabeth Moss, yeah, her character goes through the most. You know, this is the second thing I've seen her in. And both, <laughs> both times, this and Jordan Peele's Us, she starts off semi-normal and then goes batshit crazy. In both performances. Yeah. I mean, Handmaid's Tale. I think that's her thing. I've not seen that. I don't know what she. I'm not sure sure what she does on TV. But in those two (laughs) movies, that's what I've seen from her. Donald Gleeson is really good in this. He's. I mean, he's batshit crazy from the start. But he's somebody that I spotted him in this. Yes. But often I don't know it's him. He was doing it again. It's like, is he? Is it just the way he has his hair? Like it's just like you don't recognize him unless you go, unless you're actually looking at him and go, "Yep, that's yep, that's you." 
outside of the main cast, the supporting cast, like I'm talking, you know, rival mobs or, you know, the the guys that work with McCarthy's characters, dad, you know, all these guys. There's something about a movie being set in New York and casting actors from New York. You know, theatre is big in New York. And that's why if you look at a show like Gotham, keeping it DC, you've often got really good actors in that, the Law and Order shows, that often aren't in these bigger movies because they don't travel too far from New York. So I think you're getting a lot of good performances in here. I do think there's a lot to like, but when Elizabeth Moss's character, Claire, when she dies, it feels like that should have been the movie. It felt like enough had happened until that point, and then there's so much more movie. And that's when it started to slump a little bit for me. <laughs> There's some interesting twists and turns, but it did, unfortunately, start to feel overly long. I mean, I did like her as a character and was generally shocked when she was killed. But then when three became two, I wasn't as engaged. It was like there was just a different story that was... Yeah, I, I don't know. It was an interesting dynamic, and then you take one of those pieces away... And that's where, you know, Hadish, McCarthy, they go their own way. And the film just fizzled a little bit for me there. At least you got to that point for it to fizzle. Like, for me, you know, I know you said you liked the opening scene, but to me, like, it just opens, it opens really fast. Now, this is, I think the movie's just over about 90 minutes. So it's like an hour and a half or so. Yeah, like, a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, for this type of movie, you know, like, it's... it's a drama piece. There are some humorous moments in them, but they're not like it's not a comedy. It's it's pretty much it's a drama. You think this would be a two-hour piece? You know, something to really develop these characters and get through the opening scene. Like it, we get into the premise of the movie so fast. These these ladies are uh, they take over the roles of their husbands. Like they they start pretty much running the mob so quickly. Like we we. It's like 10, 15 minutes and we've got our first montage of them counting money. Oh, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's not so, that. It's not it's that quick. So, no. But it, the opening... It is so fast. The opening titles was really quick. And if you look back to movies of the period it's set in, they were long. <laughs> like, oh, it'd always be like the end credits of a movie now <laughs> yeah. is the opening credits. That's true. I did I like, like the stylized uh, logos stylized, and stuff. Stylized, punchy. Cool. Again, like going back to liking the music, talking about things that I did like... I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Without us reading the comic, I'm curious what the pacing would have would have been like. I think irrelevant, though. Like, but the guy—they need to get the guys out away quick because that's the movie. It's it's about the husbands being in jail. Hmm. But I mean, like, you get into the movie and you know very little details about these characters you say like there was good character development but i disagree it's like throughout throughout the movie and uh, then you know the growing i don't know like characters. the time skips pretty quickly and like not much is happening it's sort of like they're running the show but it's like they haven't really done anything or what they've done we don't get to see it's just them sort of talking about it a lot like they're talking about what they've done and what they're doing but we never really see stuff you see them go into a place and you know, propose something and then, you know, collect some money and then suddenly, whoa, they're in charge and they're all meant to be badass. And it's like, it's just sort of them walking around being like, we're badass, we're cool, we're doing, we're doing this. And it's like, 
But what have they actually? It's not d- quite. As no, as that. it's it's a. Uh, nah, it's, it's the job that they're doing. They've seen the husbands and associates of the husbands do. They're only doing it differently. What they recognise early on, which you know, it's easy to see that protection is promised but not delivered. Mm. So they're like, hey, listen, we can go... And they start small. Like we're going like, to actually deliver. Our kids can come and clean the graffiti. And, the, and they're going... You know, they are starting small and they're building it up. And there's always, like, little motivations. Like, Haydish, McCarthy... I'm going to use the actress's name because... It's a, so much easier than Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. everyone knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> they're, they're keen to get started. You know, Haydish is leaning on McCarthy. You're the brains. I'm going to follow you. Mm. We later found out that that was all the trick. But Claire, yeah. I don't know why I remember her name, <laughs> Moss's character, you wouldn't buy her going into it. That's why when she has that scene in the church when she goes to help out the drunk. So there's little motivations. And then there's that scene where she's almost raped and Donald Gleason comes in, shoots the guy. Again, I'm saying Moss's character is the most interesting one. She's the one where, well, you say, you know, like McCarthy is sort of interested, she's taking charge. She's like, let's get this done. I know what to do. Let's do it. Haddish, obviously, there's more of a reason why she's getting things done, which we find out later. But Moss is the interesting one where it's like she'll go along with it with the help of these two other ladies. But obviously, she's struggling with a lot more, like a lot of other things, you know, like the uh, the abuse from her husband, the now, loss of a baby, loss of a baby. Um, obviously, this new character that's come in or this new person, Don Hall Gleason, you know, like a relationship building with him, which I think was very rapid as well but you know that aside maybe that fits in with her character because I mean, she's she, a little bit loopy she's cutting up bodies <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I mean yeah maybe I'm pretty sure we were 20 minutes in and they were chopping up bodies hear me out so hear far me out well. 10 part 60 minute drama on TV I think it would work better or 8 part <laughs> I think a, it a would work better comic per episode yes, it's an 8 I, part miniseries because the premise is so interesting the idea of these women taking charge is amazing. It's like, yes, this is cool. But it needs to actually be explored and delivered and not just thrown at us as a montage and then have us assume that everything is working. You know, like, it's just them... Like you said, you, you understand what they're doing and, and it's it's like, yes, these characters are getting that and achieving that, but you don't actually see it or see the workings it's just it just happens on screen and there's so much and then we jump forward in time like it's like the movie spans like a, a year and a half or so or something like that so much yeah. actually happens but at the same time the movie drags as I mean, well there's, there's a lot yeah. of long scenes where it is just conversation and I'm I'm all for scenes where characters are just you know bouncing off each other having conversations you can get some of the best scenes in movies from those situations but a lot of them were just so dragged out. But there's a ticking clock, isn't there? And that's the husbands getting out of jail. Yeah. And yeah. I think, was it three years that they're going away yeah, for? Yeah, reduced to like 13 months or yeah, maybe so, a little bit longer. So they get out pretty quick. And then the movie, like the, the the last third of the movie is them having to now deal with that. So I guess the premise of the movie changes because it's like now they have to deal with the husbands coming back in and... Obviously, each wife has a different issue there. Especially Moss's character, again, the most interesting one. And again, they take her out early. Yeah, and I... I I, I didn't even know they were going to take her out at all. I thought the three characters would make it until the end. It was a bit of a... I don't know. I think, yeah, it was a loss having her. But I think the fact that we actually care that she was killed is 
testament to, I guess, it's like, you know, they gave us a good character. I'd say Moss has the most interesting character, but I'm going back to McCarthy for the best performance. I think she's solid in this. She is such a good actress. And I just wish she had some good stuff. Most films, she is falling over. <laughs> like, you know, she's the <laughs> butt mean, of all the jokes. I mean, that's true. So it that's was true. good to see her in this. She was really good. I can't remember the name of it, but I think it came out last year. She did a movie with Richard E. Grant where she was playing a reporter. I won't mind checking that out. So that was like a smaller movie that okay, she yeah. made. So not a comedy, Maybe drama, that's her amazing thriller. role that we've been looking for. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, this movie—it's gritty. There's a lot of adult themes in it. You know, like like I said, there's a little bit of you know, bit of humor to it. You know, like they're, they're counting their money. It's like oh, I've lost count. You know, they're just having fun, sort of with the situation. Tiffany Haydish, but, I've been singing her praises for years. Ever you, since you I, said, yeah, years and years was ago. Was it Girls Trip? No, before no. that, she was on the TV show, and I am completely blanking on the name of the show. Oh, this is terrible. She was playing the ex-wife of the main character's brother. The Carmichael Show. Jared Carmichael. you think that would be an easy name to remember, <laughs> ran especially... two seasons. Uh, she played Nikisha in that. Okay. And, and she was just one of the smaller supporting characters but whenever she was on screen she just took your attention well you've you know, been saying for the longest time like keep an eye on her she's gonna be doing big stuff uh, and she is here she is a trio of a lead of a wide release movie I interestingly mean, the three leads of this movie big on tv mccarthy you go back to gilmore girls hadish carmichael show Sure, She's yeah. in The Last OG with Tracy Morgan and then Moss, Handmaid's Tale. You've got to start somewhere, I guess. Something I can praise of this movie, you've already mentioned, you know, like the the music, the 70s setting, the costumes, Love the, it. you know, like bringing this time to life and also Hell's Kitchen. I think they filmed in like Harlem and there was like another area, which I guess has a bit of a timely quality to it. So I think it looked more like a 70s setting. For Hell's Kitchen, so I think that I guess that worked. Like, and they'd have to go to the era because Hell's Kitchen today is very different. I mean, Daredevil's running around. That's all I know. That's <laughs> I mean, apparently it's hipster central now. Is it? It wasn't then. You know, at one point there was talks different. of a '70s set Daredevil movie. That would have been cool before the Netflix show. Oh, but the setting looks great. The, as you say, the set designs, the costumes, the music, the score—that's all working for me. So there's all that, and there's good performances, there's a story with twists and turns, but as a complete movie, it doesn't quite work for me. I really wanted it to. I mean, this is... It's it's like... It's, it's, it's so weird. This is a weird movie. Everything about this, it looks good. Uh, but the performances are good. It sounds good. It's like... It's got this disguise of a good movie, a good film... But then it's like you're watching it. At least when I was watching, I was like, "This is not a good movie at all." Like, the the direction is all over the place. There are scenes that just like there is no flow. And you know, I've talked about you know like this isn't like a tone issue. It isn't a this isn't really a pacing issue. It's just it's just flow. And it's been a long time since I found a movie that just doesn't flow. It goes scene to scene, and. There were so many moments where I was like, I'm actually so lost. Both in the story, in the plot, 
in whatever the scene was showing us, I, I was just like, I don't know. There's just something about this. It just was not working. And I found myself having to play catch up a lot of the time just because it, it's all over the place. I get the impression that this movie was just dumped by the studio. They lost faith in it. Do you, like, do you was, think there I mean, was more work to be done? It needed to be know, tweaked. Look, just look at the marketing. Like there was a trailer. We've seen it. The TV mm. spots are showing. But then look at the posters. There is a theatrical poster with all three, and then the three leads have a character poster each, and that's it. Essentially, years ago, all you need that would have been decent. But movies today have many more posters than that. You're talking between five and ten mm. as a standard. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe there was more work to be done, though, and maybe they, at some point they, they said lost faith, or, but why? I mean, the movie was made. Is there something that could have been fixed? We're just looking at the competition that it's been, in the US at least, because we're still waiting on a couple of these movies in the US, the Dora, the Ex- Explorer movie, mm. the live-action one. Because this, the, the Kitchen came out, I think, about like a month two, ago. three uh, weeks ago, maybe about four? Maybe a month in the yeah. US, easy. Scary stories to tell in the dark. So you've got horror movie there, but then again, so you've got a you've got many... a kids movie. You've got like a movie appealing to teens and young adults and stuff. But here in the Australia, horror... The Lion King's still going pretty strong. There's just other there's, movies. Yeah, but there's nothing new. I don't know what's new. Well, nothing that we're reviewing. Of, I mean, there's a not... lot of movies have taken a birth. I mean, the next one up for us will be It Chapter Two. That's not till next. Well, this week. <laughs> but it's, it's a week later. It's a week after the release of The Kitchen. Yes. So yeah, it's just that's, a week. that's true. Yeah. But then both of them, Warner Brothers releases. <sighs> I think it's disappointing that <laughs> more people aren't watching it, to be honest. I don't think it's terrible. It's Oh, I think it's terrible. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, I, I think um, let's... That's a, not really a subtle segue, but should we do the rating? Uh, sure. Let you go for it. It sounds like you have a more positive spin. Okay, so. yeah, well... I was more positive 20 minutes ago, should I say. I like when I can sway you <laughs> and bring something down. Normally, I'd always. like to think I can't be swayed, but you have brought up some good points. But there is still things to like in it. Like, without reading beyond that first issue of the comic, I can't compare it to the source oh, material. Yeah, yeah. But there's a movie worth watching here. Maybe not on the big screen, but you know, rent it on iTunes or however you watch your movies. The cast alone make it a good watch. The setting, the score, there's things to like in this movie. Ah, oh, but to rate it, wow. I don't want to go too low because there's things that I did like. I'm going to come in at a 2.5 out of 5. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, I mean, I've hi- highlighted the good things. And, uh, and I again, in summary, it is... A movie that's disguised as a good film. It looks good, it looks polished, but then when you're watching it, it's just like, it's not. This is such a badly constructed uh, film, movie, whatever. I mean, there are there are good performances from the lead actresses and you know, most of the ensemble cast, but it is a it is a mess, and I just don't... I, it was it's literally a hard-to-follow movie like it's just so much going on and it's not that it's too complicated and it was just so much happening but, but at the same, I don't, but I the don't same time with that though at the I don't same time nothing 
why is there, I don't, what this, you're saying that there's too much going on like, again like when I was reading up about what other people have said about the movie they say it's convoluted it is convoluted there's because they, they're just over explaining so much stuff that's happening but the husband and it was like can we just watch like get, like just give me a movie where I can just watch the things happening like let, I want to see things story, isn't it you've got the husbands and the mob friends the wives take over Brooklyn are worried they're going to step on their territories and then Brooklyn come in but then back off and don't do much of anything towards the end and then the wives continue to be successful minus Moss that's the movie yeah, but there's so much more detail in between. All I mean, that's a Bits summary of, of it. I mean, yeah, and I follow. I follow that. I mean, I understand where the characters ended up and the overall story. She doesn't like a mother-in-law. But it was pushes just, her down some steps. There was just so many things happening, left, right, and center. Every scene, something new was happening, and it was just—it's just messy. And yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just so not surprised that you followed it better. Like. Maybe you just had them all switched on mine, but it just it just wasn't working for it. This is a really this is a really bad movie. Oh one point five. Wow. Out of five. I'll say this though. Better than Pokemon. For me. <laughs> Much better than Detective <laughs> and, Pikachu. I mean, and we always I mean we always want to enjoy a movie as Listen, much as we can. Pikachu is in the running for my worst movie of the year so far. <laughs> it's gonna be a tough to beat. Ah, oh, unacceptable. <laughs> I mean, I didn't rate it, but it wasn't that bad. Kitchen's better. No, it's I bad. enjoyed the kitchen better. It's At least Pikachu it, flowed. Kitchen made more sense than that Ryan Reynolds reveal that I won't spoil <laughs> in case <laughs> listeners have not seen Detective Pikachu. It's all too much. It's all too much. Um, I'm going to wrap up with some trivia, as always. Now, there wasn't much I could find, so I'm going to give you three bits, and hopefully, as a collective, it's decent trivia. Um, a little bit on each of the main actresses. So, this is the first major drama production for Tiffany Haddish. As we said earlier, pretty much just done comedy. That's a good point. So, break into something there. Um, this is not the first time Elizabeth Moss has acted in a DC Comics adaption. She voiced, um, I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong, but Arisha, or Arisha in Green Lantern Emerald Knights. Oh, right. Um, and she also voiced... Arisha. Arisha, okay. Yeah. Arisha. Arisha? Yeah. And she also voiced a little girl named Kimmy for Batman, the animated series. Oh, wow. Very exciting. Yeah, cool. Um, and just a bit of a negative here, but this is... <laughs> a bit of a negative. Just a bit of a negative. This is unfortunately the smallest wide release and the worst wide opening weekend of Melissa McCarthy's career. Oh, she's made bad movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, but that's it. Wow. For our review <laughs> of The Kitchen. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And we also have our sister shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. Be sure to also check out our new website, thatfilmsdupodcast.com. When will that stop being new? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I do like that you maintain it and keep it updated. <laughs> so let's stick with it. It's, it's probably more it's than new. <laughs> I haven't updated our script here. <laughs> uh, if you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. That was a good one that we did. <laughs> that was, I feel like that was like a month ago. Uh, sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at Spider-Man, the animated series from 1994. And Rewind and Review went back to 1989 to check out James Cameron's The Abyss. 
Not long now, but the next Rewind and Review will have guest host Luke, that's you, uh, covering Rob whilst he's away, and we're covering Beverly Hills Cop from 1984. Very excited about that one. And coming soon from that film stew, a review of It, Chapter 2. Mmm. You know they showed that trailer ahead of the kitchen, the one where it's just a clip of the old lady? Oh, sure, yeah. Brilliant. I've seen that twice now on the big screen. It is such a good trailer. Looking forward to that movie. Way better than watching a trailer of just like lots of scenes, eh? Yeah, yeah, I really it's liked like it. Only one portion of the movie is spoiled. Um, you've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.